You're listening to Between Heartbeats. Headphones recommended. I've noticed two kinds of people. Hello, ma'am. Welcome back. How are you today? Fine. Some people engage. Eye contact. Open hands. Small talk. Vaguely suspicious of strangers, like anyone, but trying not to show it at least. They're civil, if not friendly, and I respect that. They may not know me, but at least they try to see me. Of the two kinds, these are the people I can stand. Would you like some water? (laughs) Ethel is the second type of person. She comes here nearly every day, and we haven't made eye contact once. Here you go. Maybe if I stand right in front of... She looks right through me. Like I'm not even worth acknowledging. Look at me, you wrinkled receipt of a human being. You human saltine. You walking avocado toast goblin. Your server will be with you soon. Finally, a break. God, I need a smoke. A water boy! I need refills, 11 through 18. That's Ray's section. Can you ask him? I'm going on break. Afraid not. Ray took his break early. That's an option? Not for you. Come on, it's just filling glasses. I only get half an hour for break. Seven tables will waste like a third of that. Then you should start boring. Fine. Table two just got seated. She's one of your regulars. Attaboy. Uh, can, can I get some water, please? So we can refill this glass. Uh, hello? Hey, hey. Hey, my glass is empty. Can I get some water, please? Can I get some water, please? Please, can I get some water? Water boy! Hey! Hello? Screw this place. I need every trace of it off of me. This idiotic apron. This stupid dress shirt. I don't care if it's cold. I'd rather freeze in my t-shirt than feel like a butler for another second. A water boy, water boy, who do they think they are? The things I do for a paycheck. Bad shirt. Stay here till I come back for you. I've been sweating for hours, trying and failing to hide it under uniform layers. But now, The wind touches my chest, kisses my brow and back and neck, and it all cools at once. The cold is grounding, steadying. I can imagine the frost creeping along my skin, ice and salt crystallizing into delicate armor. I've only got 20 minutes left. Five minutes to find somewhere to smoke. Ten to get high. So untouchably high that nothing bothers me. Even being called boy. Five minutes to get back. 
Yeah, doable. No reason my day has to get any worse. With some good music, good smoke, I'll be untouchable. <sighs> That's better. I might work for them, but they don't own me. They don't get to make me freak out. It's just a job, a means to an end. Once I get what I need, I'll be on to the next one. And in the meantime, I've earned this. Outside of time, the air is denser. It feels like I'm underwater, pushing twice as hard to take a single step. But <laughs> I've been practicing. I see the light before the fire. It casts a hellish orange glow over the street, caught in the cloud of smoke billowing from the shattered brownstone. It's strange to see smoke stand still. There's no writhing, no reaching in substantial tendrils. The glowing orange cloud stands as still as the people it covers. A chunk of the building on one side is gone, just blown outward. I can almost make out the interior, but the burnt walls and smoke blend together. Now the second floor is on the first floor, littering the sidewalk, caving in windshields, and apparently through the shattered glass front of the shop across the street. Could anyone inside survive a blast like that? Focus. One way to find out. Past the brick and glass, around the crowd, I'm just gonna, excuse me. To the two front doors? Two? This place is a duplex? Shit. I, I don't think I can hold a time stop long enough to check both sides. And they look equally on fire. Which do I choose? I'd read the crowd, but they're almost entirely hidden by the frozen smoke. No time to get closer. 
Whatever. The stairway on the right side is in bad shape. If there's anyone still inside, they'll need more help getting out. I'll start at the top, work my way down. This place is halfway through falling apart already. A massive beam is torn free from the ceiling and punched a hole in the stairwell. It hovers a few feet below the hole. Some of the stairs are barely attached, and some have fully fallen, hanging in the moment after they came free. They all bear my weight the same. No sudden collapses or violent surprises. Just me, the quiet, and this weirdly empty apartment. Barely any furniture. No pictures. No shoes by the door. These beds don't even have sheets. I guess they could have been moving in. Or out. Okay. Okay, no one here. Next floor down. I could take the stairs again and be safe. <laughs> or I could enjoy myself and jump into this fiery hole. Whoa. Ground zero, I guess. Whatever happened here, it was big. The floor itself is still on fire. The walls are charcoal black, scorched around the edges. Every bedpost, hinge, and doorknob is deformed. Globs of blackened steel run down one wall. A messy circle bolted here. A trail of smaller, melted pieces there. And a small half-moon lump lying open on the ground. My heart sinks just looking at it. What happened here? A savant forced to build dangerous tech? Or a pyrokinetic with no control, maybe? Either way, whatever happened to this building, it happened here. And whoever did it, walked away. I can see bare footprints in the soot, beside what might be drag marks. Could they still be here? footprints meander around collapsed beams and past burning, empty rooms, then through an empty kitchen and through the open back door. They fade after a few steps, running out of soot. (sighs) Another deserted floor, and the only sign of life is someone who can clearly survive all this. What? Who did this? Was it on purpose or just another public misfire? And if I saw what I think I saw... Why were there handcuffs bolted to the wall in that room? Too many questions, only two hints, and I doubt this floor survives the next few seconds. I need to check the last floor for survivors. I'll look for answers later. Except, somehow, in the midst of this time-stopped disaster, with falling beams paused in midair and flames licking inches from my cheeks, something catches my eye. An old-fashioned lighter, faded but reflective, with a name pressed into the side. The bronze glows in the firelight like a mirror. This is the most personal item I've seen in this place. If I don't grab it now, it'll go down with this floor. The only clue into what happened here, 
buried in debris. But it may as well be fused to the floor until I'm back in real time. And once that happens, all bets are off. No guarantees I can get out before this place collapses. Is one lighter worth it? It's a clue, yeah, but is it worth my life? And if there's anyone on the bottom floor, is it worth theirs? Worth maybe helping someone? Someone who's been handcuffed to a wall? Imprisoned? Trapped. Ah, uh, there's the guilt. Well, now I have to. I usually have to feel safe for this to work. I'm used to dipping back into real time once I have a plan. Somewhere away from the danger. Not inside of it while it burns and collapses on top of me. Oh my god. But I can do this. Oh my god. Oh my god. It's important. Oh my god. Probably. I can do this. Oh my god. The air is starting to taste like smoke. And I can feel myself sinking back into linear time. I just need a plan first. Wrap the lighter in something, sprint downstairs, run outside. But the floor is collapsing, and there's bits of the roof falling around me. So I'll watch my feet. The lower steps are intact, but the ones closer to me are collapsing. So I'll jump over the higher steps. The pipes falling over the upper stairwell are gonna be a problem. If I wait for them to land, they probably destroy the stairs. If I go before they land, the stairs break while I'm still on them. <sighs> Don't overthink it, just get there first. Wrap the lighter in a handkerchief, jump the gap, run down the stairs. Snatch the lighter, jump the gap, down the stairs. Lighter, gap, stairs. <laughs> on my butt alone and there's glass in my hand Ouch. are you okay it looked like it hurt and yet none of that stings more than this I had to land at his feet I can barely make out his face past the eight abs staring me down don't worry emergency services will be here soon try not to move in the meantime catch your breath and I'll finish up here of course. This happens when I can't afford therapy. How did I miss him on the way in? He's not exactly subtle. How did I miss any of these people? Was the smoke hiding them? Was he carrying them out of the left door while I went in the right? That should do it. Or did he somehow evacuate every floor before I even got here? How could I miss this when I have so much time to look? If I carried you out, sorry about the bumpy ride. If I didn't, uh, 
glad you made it. He saved them, and he's so damn casual. Like he hasn't just proven something. Like they don't all love him now. I'm sorry this has happened to you all. Fire services are a little short-staffed right now, but some officers will be with you in just a few minutes. They'll bring you somewhere warm, take your information, and help you find a place to stay for now. I envy him so much it hurts. But not his powers. I envy his control, his confidence in using them around so many people, his privilege for being allowed to. But he's earned the privilege. I haven't. What the hell was I thinking? You knew this would happen. Stick around for a bit. You should get checked out after that fall. I could have helped someone, redeemed myself. Instead. Whoa. Slow down. You don't look so good. Nothing has changed. I'll be fine. Thanks. If you're sure. Whatever I just did, it barely mattered. He saved a building's worth of people. I found a lighter. I bet there was no one even on the bottom floor. Um, you might have a concussion. You keep... Staring into space? Nah, that's normal. Hmm. Oh, look, the EMTs are here. Huh? Yeah, looks like it. Uh, But hey, are you sure? Oh. Well, there's no rest for the wicked. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Only six hours to go. If I stay busy, it'll fly by. But I didn't even get to take my break. Ah, there you are. Rudy said he saw you hiding out in here. What? No, sir. I'm just gathering myself, washing my face, you know. Your break was over five minutes ago. Do we need to have another conversation about timeliness? No, sir. Good. I hate repeating myself. Uh, Is that you? Sir? It is. Ugh. You smell like smoke. Ugh. Sorry. Sorry, sir. I was on break, and there was... I... Look, I don't care if you smoke or whatever else. I see that powder on your shoes. Whoa, no, that's not... (sighs) That's the service industry for you. What you do on your own time is your business. But don't bring the outside inside. You understand? I can't have you on the floor now. You smell like a cigar lounge. Sorry, sir. Sorry doesn't fill glasses. Could they just fill their own glasses? (gasps) I can bring a pitcher and... Mm -mm. No, no. These people are here to be served. Your job is to help serve them. How do you always make this so complicated? I don't know, sir. Sorry, sir. Yeah. 
I swear, boy, you are almost more trouble than you're worth. If we weren't so short-stabbed today, you'd be out of here. I'd rather send you home than have you trailing that smell everywhere. I'd rather knock you out than hear you speak. Do you understand? Hey. I said, am I understood? Sunjata. What? You keep calling me boy. My name is Sunjata. I'm happy to make whatever changes you like, but I noticed you haven't said my name. And because of my situation, I don't have any paperwork you'd have seen it on. So, I just wanted to make sure you knew it. While we're talking. <laughs> of course, I know your name. You're not just boy, you're water boy. Listen, you can be Zoom Chacha outside, but here, you have one job. Any other heartfelt announcements? No, sir. Great. Well, since you smell like Groucho Marx, you'll have to stay in the back. Just make roll-ups until we close. You want me to roll silverware for six hours? Yes. Is that a problem? No. Excellent. See, that's what I like. Fewer questions, more action. Get that in your head, and you'll fit in here just fine. Oh, and do something about your hair. It looks like a rat's nest. What an asshole! Someday, I won't have to take this. Things will get better. They have to. They have to. I can make out the name on the side of the lighter now. Not that it answers any of my questions. How did that fire start? Why was an entire building deserted before the fire? And most importantly, who is Mia? Between Heartbeats was created by Chijoke Williams, she, her. Episode 1, Smoke Break, was written and directed by Chijoke Williams. Script editing by Gabby Hall and Evan Tess Murray. Produced by Chijoke Williams and Gabby Hall. Sound design and editing by Chijoke Williams. Music by Chijoke Williams, Martin Shellikins, and Ketza. This episode featured Chijoke Williams as Sunjata, Reginald West as Shango, Lindsay Zanna as Ethel, Anthony Ray Morales as John, Levi Squire as Rudy. This episode also featured the voices of Shiena and Jaron Bacat. Special thanks to our Kickstarter supporters, Jonathan Feekins, Ira L. Williams II, Pithy On, Audrey Betta Blakely, Ashaki McLean, Claudia, Tim Faulkner, Pamela Calvert, Anne Baird, George, Sharon Post, Misha Stanton, Eris128, Tal Manier, Mel Monroe, Lisa Butcher, Rob, Christopher, Rob Christopher, Heather McKinley, Kahari Whitmore, Anissa Clark, Rebecca B, MGSD09, Andrea Klassen, Mel Hartman, Anonymous Fish, and E.L. Fakre. 
Episodes are released monthly. Breathe. We'll be back soon.